0: Hey everybody, this is comedian John Hepburn, and you're listening to P.F.'s Tape Recorder.
1: Hello there, I'm P.F. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, comedian Jackie Kasian has absolutely no trouble finding guests for her podcast, The Dork Forest.
0: There's so many weird things that people genuinely love. He, I've never thought of. You've never thought of. Nobody's ever thought
1: of. We'll discuss podcasting and stand-up comedy a little more with Jackie in just a little bit. But first, as always, fake news. And now, fake news with me. Pope Benedict indicated on Thursday he would withdraw into isolation, away from public sight, after his resignation at the end of this month. And if there's anything that Catholics know about, it's how to withdraw. Karl Rove has spent a week explaining himself to Republicans. Since he announced plans on February 4th to spend money in Republican congressional primaries to promote, quote, electable, unquote, candidates, Rove has been trying to put out a grassroots blaze that has conservative activists crying civil war with establishment Republicans. And that's scary, because after the last Civil War, black folks actually got to do stuff in this country. Yeah, I know he was Republican, I know. President Obama hit the internet on Thursday to sell his State of the Union ideas. In the late afternoon, the president participated in a virtual interview via a Google Plus Hangout, White House f- officials said. Among the topics covered were college affordability, Social Security, and the final season of Breaking Bad. Russia was hit by a meteor on Friday in that nation's central Ural Mountains, injuring hundreds and causing damage to buildings in six cities, according to reports. Fragments of the approximately 11-ton meteor fell in a thinly populated area of the Chablonsk region, Russia. emergency minister said in a statement to the Associated Press. Radio talk show host Alex Jones in America said it was obviously a killer satellite funded by George Soros and launched at the behest of President Obama that fell out of orbit. Passengers on the Carnival cruise ship Triumph spent most of the week sleeping in shanty town style tent cities on the deck of the cruise ship after a fire in his engine room knocked out power to that vessel. Said one optimistic passenger, hey, at least we got to see how most of the crew lives when they're back in their home countries. After finally making it back to the U.S., the saga continued for some unlucky passengers as a Carnival chartered bus broke down, forcing a 45-minute delay before a replacement bus arrived and continued on to New Orleans. Passengers were seen camping out on the roof of the bus until the replacement vehicle arrived. Maureen O'Connor, San Diego's first female mayor, acknowledged Thursday in federal court that she took $2.1 million from her late husband's charitable foundation during a decade-long gambling spree in which she won and lost more than $1 billion. Or as Bill Bennett would call it, Tuesday. Singer Chubby Checker 71 is in a twist over a software app that bears his name and is used to estimate the size of a man's er, um, appendage based on his shoe size. He's not dancing, he's suing. The singer filed a trademark infringement lawsuit against Hewlett-Packard and Palm Incorporated in federal court in Fort Pierce, Florida on Tuesday over the app called the Chubby Checker. Ah, get it? The app's programmers say they will settle with the rock and roll legend and rename the app the Hugely Lewis. Senator Marco Rubio continued to poke fun at himself Wednesday morning after his now-famous sip of water made a big splash during the Republican response to the State of the Union. Rubio could be seen wiping drips of sweat off his face a few times during his response Tuesday night. Then at one point, he paused and lunged sideways, still looking at the camera, to grab a small bottle of water and take a swig, leading many political pundits to speculate that he was thirsty. Hey, at least he wasn't reading from a teleprompter. All right. CBS Television Distribution this week decided not to go forward with a second season of Jeff Prop's daytime talk show, leading to thousands of headlines in the entertainment press that read, CBS has spoken. In a statement, uh, the studio apparently told Probst of the decision by saying, got nothing for you, Jeff. The same week President Obama used his State of the Union to warn Congress that the victims of gun violence deserve a vote on gun legislation, the National Rifle Association has gone on the offensive against attempts to ban high-capacity magazines that carry more than ten rounds of ammunition. The NRA, the nation's largest gun rights lobby, released an ad on Thursday that suggested banning high-capacity magazines will turn the country into a crime-ridden nightmare where only the wealthy are protected from murderers and thieves.
2: So they want to ban high-capacity magazines, not for the security that surrounds the President, Congress, Mayor Bloomberg, rock stars, CEOs, and wealthy big shots.
1: Okay, cut, cut, cut. This is an argument that we hear all the time, and I think this is what we call a thing that's not a thing. First of all, I've been backstage with a lot of musicians and comedians and not huge stars, but not once have I I not only seen uh, no automatic weapons, I've seen no guns. There's security there, but there's no guns, okay? They don't have guns. I think this is something that's made up, okay? Secondly, why would the president need to have armed security? Gee, maybe it's because of people like this guy. If Barack Obama becomes the president in November, I will either be dead or in jail by this time next year. Oh, yeah, I know. That kind of stuff happens all the time. Because the last guy, he got threatened, too.
2: We're ashamed the president of the United States is from Texas.
1: Well, sorta. Okay, so who takes Ted Nugent seriously anyway? Christopher Hecker of Waynesboro, Virginia, has been charged with threatening to kill President Obama, according to the Associated Press. He wrote an email to Turner Corporation, the parent company of CNN Lewis. He said Ted Nugent is right. Ted Nugent, NRA member. Fox News announced on Friday that it has signed Herman Cain as a contributor. Dick Morris predicts Cain's ratings will be huge. Uh, Now, by the way, um, what time are you going to be on again, Herman? Nine, nine, nine. I'll jot that down. Authorities in Britain arrested three people Thursday in two meat plants amid an investigation into the sale of horse meat as beef in Europe. The European Parliament, years ago, passed legislation against this practice, with all those in favor of allowing horse meat to be sold voting nay. And that's been Fake News with me. Jackie Cation has been a headlining stand-up comedian for the past 15 years. She just recently appeared on the Conan O'Brien Show on TBS. She is a fellow podcaster. In fact, I have appeared on her podcast. And it's always nice to talk to Jackie Cation. Here's our interview with Jackie Cation. Hi, this is Jackie. Hey, Jackie, it's P.F. Hey, P. Hello. I thought, I'm sorry, I thought, I thought Arizona was on Pacific time, so. No.
0: No, there's no way to know. There's no way. They're constantly not changing their their numbers. <laughs> they're constantly not changing their clocks, because that's the man telling him to.
2: Man, so they're going to
1: be mounting anyway. time. Yeah. All right. Well, Hello. Uh, how are you?
0: <laughs> I'm good. How long will this be? Uh, what are we going to do?
1: Like 15, 20 minutes, the usual podcast interview. Excellent.
0: I guess I could I like walk
1: it. him in, but let's do this Marin style, where he's kind of, what we'll does we'll audio fade into it, and then just like we've, like we've been chatting for a while, and then we'll uh, do it that away. way um, Okay. All right, so uh, in Phoenix, doing the stand-up, and I guess you said you drove to Phoenix from Los Angeles?
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Drove, uh, drove a 10, stopped at a General Patton Museum at the top of uh, a pass, and went to the General Patton Museum, $5.00.
1: Oh wow! Where's that at?
0: I don't know. It was a family name, but it was on it was on the ten at the top of a path before you get to Phoenix, oh, coming God. from Los Angeles. It started with a C, and we ate at the family who founded the all of it. Uh, we ate at their um, their restaurant.
1: Um, so, I mean, do you drive often when you can, or is this kind of a, a money saving thing? Or because you know, sometimes it's fun to drive long distances, especially uh, parts of the yeah. country you haven't
0: seen. Well, and it was, um, and Andy came with me, so it's Oh, just, okay. Yeah, so it was uh, it was probably cheaper for us to drive, and more fun. Yeah. Because we just, we listened to uh, the Tolkien Professor's, the longest podcast ever, about his opinion of the Hobbit movie, and it was two and a half hours, almost three hour podcast. Oh my gosh. It's too long. I too long, Corey I, Olson. I love you dearly. <laughs> uh... Get an editor.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Do do it in parts. Do it as a series.
0: Right. Or listen to it when you're done doing it. And uh, somebody should cut it into something.
1: Yeah. Chop that sucker up, man. So uh, yeah. speaking of podcaster, are, are you doing a remote uh, dork forest out there in Arizona? Did you find anybody to dork out with?
0: I didn't. Uh, there's plenty of people to dork out with. Like today... Andy and uh, his buddy Steve Mandel, who's been on the show Hero Clicks episode whatever,
2: yeah, of it. the Dork Forest. Yeah,
0: he um they went to a use a giant used book sale at the at the um, state fairgrounds in Phoenix. But I um I've had a lot of media for this uh for this gig, and so I was like I'm gonna stay in and sleep,
2: ah, okay. which is
0: what's going to happen at when we are done. All right, I had to do television this morning good well, morning cool. arizona
1: well good morning arizona is right good for you, <laughs>
0: Thank you. is it hard mm-hmm. to find
1: enough people uh and enough variety uh, of dorkdom uh to keep the show fresh although uh, you you do it every week so it's you know is it
0: it is not <laughs> <laughs> it is like new ones come out of the closet and then you know you're all of a sudden like i love closets because <laughs> people, there's so many weird things that people genuinely love that you, I've never thought of. You've never thought of. Nobody's ever thought of. And you're like, what are you really into? What's happening? Like a couple of, there was a stationery. This woman is really into pens and paper and uh, spends hours and hundreds of dollars on, this is her disposable income. She's like, you have to find the right weight of paper and then the right pen that plays on it correctly. I mean, there's definitely reboots. There's a lot of sort of, you know, there's a lot of science fiction, yeah, kind of traditional dorkdoms that come up pretty regularly. I had a guy on one time talked about the history of the NFL and professional football.
1: Yes, that guy was he was that what was an you. idiot. Yeah, I know.
0: That guy was amazing. <laughs> I still get compliments on that episode. Really? Honestly? Wow. Yeah, because people are like, I could give a hoot about football, but that was great. Oh wow! I'm flattered. Yeah,
1: cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And thankfully, I listened to Greg Proops's episode on baseball first. And so I just kind of <laughs> like transposed his uh, some of his, uh, I guess, structure onto uh, to my appearance. Um, yeah, you got oh. that, that science fiction thing, though. You can go all different ways on that thing, because uh, I guess I'm very narrow casted on science fiction. I like I like my Star Trek a lot. I'm good with the mm-hmm. Star Wars. Uh, I'm old mm-hmm. school, Lost in Space, Voyage the Bottom of the Sea, uh, Little Space 1999, some Battlestar Galactica, new and old. And then that's about it for me. I'm good. But as, as Chris Doctor Lowe who? once said, who? Eh. you know, the thing with Doctor okay. Who, I can't remember who I was telling. When I, when I first uh, was able to watch Doctor Who, because our PBS station in Cleveland didn't start showing it until like the 80s when it had been on for a while. I was telling my Scottish friend, that's who it was. He's was a big Doctor Who fan. And I said, you know what, I always felt that it's too late for me to jump into this now. We're way too far into this thing. I'll just be <laughs> lost. But you know, I know, being the Anglophile I am, you would think it would be a logical progression uh, to go. Well, into the I Doctor
0: just started like the one from two thousand five or something. Oh, okay, like the, the reboot.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the... And I'm
0: only like four or five episodes in, and I understand I have, oh, well, probably hundreds, and it's ongoing. Uh, yeah, and that's the other thing. <laughs> I'm too. like, whatever. Yeah, I, guess I I'll, I'll watch what I watch, and then if I don't get to see it, I don't get to
1: see it. It literally took me years to get through all of the new Battlestar Galactica, because I'm the only one in the house that watches it, so I have to wait for everybody to go to bed, and if I'm still... Oh, wait,
0: you have to watch it a week.
1: Yeah, okay. yeah, that, and then thankfully, um, I got Netflix on my iTouch, so I could go to bed, and if my wife fell asleep watching TV, I could pull out the iTouch and watch it on there, uh, inches from mm-hmm. my face, and not disturb anybody, and that's how I finally was able to truck through the last <laughs> half of the saga, but... But well worth it. Yeah,
0: well worth it to see it on a on a two inch a five two inch, inch, inch
1: well. But when it's, when it's an inch from your face, it's big screen TV. Yeah. Let me tell you,
0: it's like you're in it.
1: It's you like are. It. You are. You are immersed in
0: yeah.
1: it. So yeah. So I, yeah.
0: So I mean, yeah. With science fiction, I mean, there's there's people who are just into TV and movies. Yeah. There's people uh, when it comes to literature, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. There's so many different versions of what they call speculative fiction. Oh. Which includes science fiction yeah. and fantasy. Oh, like and then, um, Yeah, like I had a woman on who only reads young adult uh, young adult, um, uh, sword fighting um, sagas from uh, coming of age of, of girls. I think I remember that one. So Lady Knight. Lady Knight. Okay, that's yeah.
2: Boy, talk about narrow And then
0: her, her boyfriend, who just came to audit the show, not possible. If you were in the room, you're in it. <laughs> uh, he loved old jazz textbooks from the fifties. Oh, so wow. I mean, everybody loves something amazing, you yeah, know?
1: yeah, that's true, and they know a lot about it. Yeah,
0: and yes. yeah, and, if, and all you got to do is be. People are like, "Well, th- my least favorite thing is when someone says oh, I'm into everything." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's not going to cut it. Uh, I'm going to need some specifics." because otherwise we're just going to talk around it for 45 minutes, and then I'm going to get to something, and then we're only going to have 15 minutes left because I get tired.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all tired, and it'd be great if you got to talk about the thing you love for as long as possible.
2: That's
1: true, yeah. And we say, the, and the dork forest is a safe space.
0: Safest so space in podcastville.
2: There you go. I'll tell
0: you, Dwight Slade had started a, a good thing that I've used a couple of times since then, because Dwight Slade said, I don't know. I mean, I have a lot of things I'm into, and I said, yeah. Well, pick a couple things, and so he picked three different things, and then we did essentially 20-minute chunks on each of those where we meandered off within those Uh. 20 minutes, but they were mostly about Pete Best, who's from The Oh, yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah, fascinating story.
0: Yeah, remember that one? And then The the Last 24 Hours of Elvis.
2: Okay, yeah.
0: And then then Anne Frank. He had just finished listening to The Diary of Anne Frank, and he told the greatest story about how he had—he was listening to the Diary of Anne Frank and he forgot in the course of listening to the Diary of Anne Frank the diar- that Anne Frank dies
2: at yeah. the end. Uh-huh.
0: So he gets to the end of the book. He's driving. He said he was driving to one-nighters on the PCH or something like that. And he gets to the epilogue and he's like, I wonder what happened to that kid? <laughs> and <laughs> they're like, well, the Nazis found her and they killed her and... He said he burst into tears. Oh my god! TCH. Wow! He's Like who who would kill a not who would kill a sixteen year old kid? And you're like yeah, Nazis. Yeah, that's what they did. Those that was dudes. one of their go tos.
2: Uh huh. They
1: were big on that. And
0: yeah. yeah, and it was weird that we did them in that order <laughs> because uh, Anne Frank kind of sad.
1: Yeah, yeah. So,
0: wow. <laughs> but it was pretty great. I mean, it was a it was. Um, it's pretty neat. So when so.
1: You, when you're doing the shows, do you ever like because that I I could see the Anne Frank thing when you're talking about you know when he's asking who would do that kind of thing. Do you ever think to yourself, geez, I got to get a World War II expert on here next, like a, like this one episode, plant plant in your mind Sometimes. to see the branch off.
0: Yeah, like I just did an episode with these two people that were Shakespeare deniers. They're Oxfordians. Oh, they think that they believe that the Earl of Oxford wrote
1: yeah. Shakespeare. Okay, <laughs> Shakespeare deniers. And so,
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he—the guy, awesome guy—and really knew his. It's a great episode, fascinating because he wrote a fourteen hundred page book uh, called Shakespeare by Another Name, and at least two hundred pages of, uh, of it is annotations and notes and appendices and all this stuff.
2: Wow! And
0: it's just about proving—you know—it's it's, proofs on the Earl of Oxford is wrote the Shakespeare books, and the the woman he brought his friend on, and his friend is a cellist. A Renaissance era rock cellist quartet that plays madrigals called Rasputina. Feel free to rewind and play that again. (laughs) Yes. The name of the band is Rasputina. There's four cellists, and they play Middle Age era or Renaissance era madrigals that have been set to music. Wow. And they do rock versions of them. And they have. She was a. She was the cellist on the last live tour for Nirvana, so she's been playing cellist forever. Man. Yeah. So those two are uh, serious. I mean, it was a great episode. I taped that in New York probably three weeks ago, and that one I think was two weeks ago. So this week is the Canadians. I think it's the Canadians, and uh, last week was the Shakespeare deniers, and the week before that was the. what? Oh, it was Wyatt snack. talking about Muppet. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. I've, I've got to listen to that uh, still. That's in my key. I love Wyatt Tanak. Man. Yeah, well, it's cool, though, that, you know, you've, it's it's really found its niche. It's like I always – my uh, nephew-in-law is just starting a podcast with uh, with a, f- a friend of his, and then my uh, the guy that is actually announcer on my football podcast, he started a podcast a couple of weeks ago. Oh, and everyone always asks, you know, what, what advice do you have? And I think, well, first, it should be about something. And that sounds obvious. Yeah. But that was the reason to start the No Huddle was because it was about football. And then I, when I decided what I wanted the tape recorder to be, I, I was ready for it to move forward. But yeah, because it seems a lot of people, and stand-up comics and just just lay people, I guess, uh, as well, want to start a podcast, but they have no idea what it's going to be about. They think it's just going to be me and my buddy talking about stuff.
2: <laughs> and
0: right. That doesn't go very far. From a guy I went to high school with saying, hey, my buddy's a musician, wants to start a podcast is there any way to make any money on it? And I said, and I stood back and I said, no.
2: No, there's not, not.
0: No, don't worry about the money. We yeah. do worry about the money. And, uh, you're just going to drive yourself mad. Just do a podcast if you want to do a podcast. Exactly,
1: and, yeah. That's the and
0: thing. what I always tell people is that, try to get the audio as good as you can. Yes. And, um, and always remember that your podcast guests are doing you a favor. Yes. Even if they have something to plug. Oh, yeah. You know, they're providing content, so like, like when I, when I invite people over to my house to tape the podcast, I do I do things like the whole setup is set up, you know. They don't I don't have to they don't have to sit there while I plug in microphones, right, and, right. You know, find the soundboard underneath the couch. You know, I mean everything's set up. There is a glass of water for them, and I offer them another beverage if they would enjoy another beverage. Yes. And then, and then I, and then when you can, try to offer them like some sort of swag, like if you have a T-shirt for your podcast. Yeah, uh, Mark Merrin was the first one who did that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he he, he gave me a T-shirt when I did his live podcast, and so.
1: Um, yeah, well, uh, good audio uh, always important uh, in any podcast.
0: It, yeah, it helps. It just, I mean, you really have to be super fascinating for anyone to sit through me audio. Yeah. And Corey Olson, the Tolkien professor, that was my favorite podcast that I actually listen to, um, does not have great audio. It is not it is maddeningly not good audio.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's um and so it's hard. It can it can be a challenge. So um let's talk a little stand up real quick though, because uh, folks will be coming out yep. to see you in Minneapolis, which actually, uh, speaking of you're saying it the you guests are doing you a favor, this is kind of how I uh, trick people and some people who listen to the podcast regularly know this. That's how I trick people into being on the podcast is you also get ink in a weekly newspaper in a major city as as Which part is, of your payment. Yeah. And and I'm the other people, and the other people that don't get that, I like the vaccines who were on a Well, no, I did do an article on the vaccines. Never mind. Um there have been some guests that have oh, yeah. not actually gotten uh ink someplace, but they know that up front and they're very kind to entertain my 1000 listeners. But um Oh yeah, yeah. Stand-up comedy wise, uh, what are you talking about these days? What's uh, what's new and exciting uh, in in the Jackie Cassian canon? Well, I
0: just did, I just did uh, uh, my very first late-night comedy stand-up set. Oh, cool. On television. Yeah, like I, I never did, I never even did Craig Kilborn. I haven't done Kimmel or Ferguson or Letterman or Jay Leno or Johnny Carson or Dick Cavett. Uh, I haven't done anything. Uh, so I just did Conan on Tuesday. Oh, okay, well, how,
1: how did I not know that? Huh?
0: I don't know. I don't know how you didn't know. But that We, we God follow knows each other. Plugging the hell out of it. I know we follow each other on uh, Twitter.
1: I'm surprised, and I'm on Twitter like all day long because it's part of my day job. I uh, have to be on Twitter and keep checking in on right. it. So wow, I'm surprised I missed it. Well, definitely have to go back and watch that. Tweets.
0: There's at least a million tweets. Okay. And, and you can see it on their thing, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. Well, make sure we Always. link to that from uh, the Podbean site and make sure. So how how, did, how was that? Hang out with Pardo a little bit.
0: Uh, he poked his head in, but he had to go home. Okay. So um, he just said hi, and because uh, you know he's got a kid and a wife. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, and then all the writers came in, which was really nice. Oh cool. And said hi and good luck and everything because they're super super supportive. And um, yeah, everybody. It's been. It was. It was an outpouring. Of of my my <laughs> mental outpouring of support for me getting this set, I was so psyched.
2: Oh, cool! And it
0: went well, so that's good. Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. It could have been could have been. Uh, you never know. You never know. Because I was super nervous. I'm not usually. Oh, yeah. It's never the stand up that makes me nervous. It's always the venue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, cool! Yeah. I, I'm so about to check was, that out. But it was super fun. Yeah. well, Hopefully,
1: it's on there because I know some stuff on TBS you can watch online, but others, they demand you already be a cable customer. So, although oh, I think if you
0: go to jackycation.com, it's oh, yeah. posted right above the cat video now.
1: There you go. Okay, well, we'll, we'll circumnavigate the uh, stringent TBS security network then, and uh, yeah. we'll even play a little clip of it uh, before we introduce you for the interview here. This is very cool. All right. Yeah. Um, so, and what other new and exciting things are happening uh
0: well, I'm just uh, uh, I'm traveling a lot, and um, you know, I you know the, the the most of my new material I'm doing is a lot about you know I'm relatively recently married, and I don't know how to do relationships, so it's um, oh yeah you know yeah so I've been talking about that a lot, and it's been really fun because <laughs> it's just a weird place, you know, everybody else who's forty five years old has been, you know, married, divorced in a relationship for 20 years or in their 17th millionth relationship, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And I, this is it. This is my first, my first, my first, uh, my first relationship. And, and it's going, it's going quite well, but I don't know anything. I don't know how, like I I wake up every day and I'm like, so did I break it? I haven't broken it. Okay, good for <laughs> me. Uh, that is a uh, step one. Uh, and then hilarious things like, you know, I didn't know that once you have the the big conversations that adults check in with each other every couple of years, much like you might check in with yourself. Am I still happy with all the decisions I've made, where I live, and what I do for a living, and the amount of children I have, and if we have a pet, You know, like sort of big, you know, I thought that you made those decisions, and then you either lived with them and were happy with them or uh, hated them and died a horrible death, uh, or you were bitter. But I I didn't know. And so about a month ago, we're in the car, and Andy goes, should we adopt? And I was like, well, we had this conversation. And I go, did you want to adopt? And he goes, no, but should we? And I was like, wow, like voting, like recycling? Let's not let's not do it if we're doing it because we should because that sounds terrible. Yeah, and so I mean I'm sort of exploring this this very fun for me uh, and so far for the audience uh, kind of weird like all of the decisions like everything I know about being in a relationship I know from my crazy parents and from male comics. Yeah, just hanging out with guys for for twenty years talking about. You know, their wives are a mess, and, like, the three main jokes that they've that the same three jokes that guys tell about their wives. And sometimes they're funny, sometimes they are not. But don't yep. kid yourself.
2: Huh. Same
0: three jokes.
1: Yep. <laughs> and, well, at and least yours, there's an, an, you know, I mean, dark humor is, is funny and humor, but I think we have a lot of that out there. Yours has kind of a happy undertow to it because it's, it's all going pretty well.
0: Yes. It, do, it does at it that, it it, which is nice. I, I do get that comment from people. They're like, you know, it's kind of a relief that someone's in a happy relationship.
1: Yeah, exactly. But there's still, <laughs> like you said, a lot of funny stuff happening because, you know, you you're kind of come into this thing with wide eyes and this is, you know, but you hit a home run the first time at bat, so...
0: Right. Well, that's what my sister said. You know, she said well, if you're gonna wait 17 years for somebody, hey. Andy Ashcraft's the way to go.
1: There you go. All right. Well, and, and Andy sounds like a fine American. As our knuckleheaded, he's a
0: quality. Uh, he's a quality human. Whatever. Whenever I say he's a nice guy, he always says, "Do you tell people I'm also very dangerous?" You <laughs> mention that. There you go. And uh, no, no, I don't.
1: All right, i We'll I'll let you get a uh, get a nap in before he comes back and starts harassing you and uh, wants Thank to go dinner or something. And uh, thanks for taking the time. As always, uh, Print will be in City Beat the week you're there. Uh, podcast should drop tomorrow night. And I um, hope we'll see you back in Cincinnati. Hopefully you go bananas this time. And uh, oh, that be great. Awesome. Terrific. All right, man. Well, uh, again, thanks again. Sure. Have a good night. All right. Bye, Jackie. Bye. Thanks again to Jackie Kashian for being on the show. Uh, I will actually have a link on the Podbean page to my appearance on the Dork Forest because it's kind of timely. Uh, this is the 30th anniversary of the USFL and uh, that's kind of what I talked about on her show. Nice her as always to do this program. And Jackie, you can catch her in Minneapolis at the Acme Comedy Club, the revered Acme Comedy Club there in Minneapolis, Tuesday, February 26th through Saturday, March 2nd. For more dates, just go to JackieCation.com and you can find out all you need to know. And we'll also have links to the Dork Forest in general on the Podbean page so you can get all caught up on everything you need to know there. Speaking of podcasts, as you know, I recorded an episode of the Big Pretty Podcast with uh, Big Jim Lugers and uh, I thought it was going to drop last Wednesday. It may drop this Wednesday. Tune in anyway. We have a link to it on the Podbean page. It's a great podcast. And I'll turn up eventually on there uh, sometime And uh, speaking of podcasts Again uh, I got a little shout out on uh, one of my favorite podcasts uh, Which is Rock Solid you, you may have heard me mention it before It's a Never Not Funny presents Rock Solid It's a spinoff of Never Not Funny Great podcast, mixes comedy and music And if you're a fan of both And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are you got to check it out but um, well, here's what happened on uh, this past week's episode of Rock Solid. Pack
0: Buck on the radio.
2: <laughs> one more thing I had posted on our Facebook page today that we were having a, a rocker from San Francisco on, and uh, a guy named P.F. Wilson guessed yes. it, and I said, R- remove that post. I want it to be a surprise. That. But P.F. then, he well, sent me... he should
0: me, win. He should win the, the CD. Okay. Thing. okay. P.F.
2: Yeah, Wilson's getting one of the yeah. CDs. All right. Done deal.
0: Wasn't uh, that the uh, original drummer for uh, Pro Call Herald? P.F. Wilson? <laughs>
2: P.F. Wilson. <laughs> First round draft. Okay. But uh, P.F. <laughs> Wilson, he sent me a message. He said... That, uh, Rock Solid is one of my immediate listen podcasts, so Beautiful. we thank you for that, uh, TF. And also, uh, Greg, I wanted to ask you: Would you mind playing us out with one more tune?
1: And that is absolutely true. Uh, that is my uh, one of my immediate. Uh, listen podcast along with the Jimmy Dore show and of course the original Never Not Funny and uh, of course the Dork Forest uh, I tune into that every week as well due to, to Dork Out There with Jackie so a lot of great podcasts there to catch oh and the, the, that was Greg Kinn by the way that you heard and I won a CD an autograph CD of Greg Kinn's Greatest Hits recommended and the funny thing is when he said that uh, wasn't P.F. Wilson and Proko Haram's drummer when he made that joke uh, my given name is Patrick Wilson Patrick Wilson is the drummer for Weezer one of Gary Lucy's favorite bands. Uh, he, one of the co-hosts there of Rock Solid. It's synchronicity, like Sting taught us about on The Police's fine album of the same name. All right, so the usual credits, of course. Uh, the logo designed by Dan Koble. Follow him at Tiger Dactyl on Twitter. Uh, Dan and his buddy are threatening to release their podcast anytime now. We'll keep you posted on that. We can talk about technology and entertainment. It's going to be a lot of fun, especially for you young people. And let me see. Like us on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at PF66. Music for PF tape recorder composed and performed by John. John Veropolis, and Doug O'Connor, with a little help from me, and uh, that is, I believe, it for this week. Looking over the notes here, I think we've covered all the uh, all the business we need to cover, except to say so long and thanks for listening.